0: The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live, virtual, or hybrid corporate team-building activities for companies around the world. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now.
1: Hello, team! Once again, it's me, your old friend, Richmond and Zion. Welcome to Team Building Around the World, the podcast where I speak to people from the team-bonding, team-building industry from all across the globe. Well, my friends, what can I say? Uh, today is kind of a very special episode in that we are wrapping up our season one of Team Building Around the World. So, with me, I have the two people who made this entire thing possible for me, Melissa Aylers and David Yaz from Podcast Six One Seven, right here in Boston. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet with them in a second, but of course, I have to start off by giving some love to my supporters. The show is supported by the Catalyst Team Building Network. Find out more about the world's largest network of team building providers at CatalystGlobal.com. We also want to thank our friends at B One g one which can make your business a real force for good. So visit B1G1.com to get started. Now, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, please join me in welcoming my producer, Melissa Ehlers, and our great friend and helpful advisor, Mr. David Yaz.
0: Crank up that applause, Rich. Yeah, oh, sorry, really loud. Oh, you yeah. want to laugh? There
1: we go. Yeah. Threw some laughing this- there for you, too, buddy. Well, you know, I, I
0: don't know about you, Melissa, I'm pinching myself to be a guest on team building. The
2: I'm very excited to be back. It's been a real interesting time getting this up and running and recording yeah. everything.
1: Just to explain to everybody out there listening, it's been a week since we actually recorded our last episode of the season, which means Melissa and I have not spoken to each other in seven days. So it's it's been weird. To go from not talking to someone. Melissa, what other changes have you noticed in your world in this time?
2: It's harder to keep track of time because (laughs) I've lived by a calendar that had time zones from everywhere around the world. And now I only have to keep track of one time zone. Yep.
1: It's very true. I was actually talking to a friend of mine and they were asking me if I was available for something today. And I was like, sure. You want to go right now? Let's go do that right now. When suddenly my phone chimed in telling me that I had to do this podcast right now. So I was like, wait, no, that's Friday. Oh, wait. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: that might be like a pandemic thing because we schedule these yes. Zoom meetings and then sometimes we schedule them recurring. And every <laughs> Thursday at five, I get a couple pings of people trying to log on to this this big networking Zoom call that I canceled like a month ago. <laughs> but, I, but, but I forgot to cancel the whole Zoom thing. So we get into these this, this weird twilight zone that we live in. We get into these patterns. And yes, I'm having withdrawal too.
1: Well, David, let's... Yeah. To, just to explain to everybody who you are, mm. tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Because when we actually met you, you were with our episode zero and you were actually interviewing us. So mm. nobody actually figured out who the hell this guy is who's talking to us. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Yes, but I'm just making a note here. I'm scratching this down. Episode zero. Great name for crime thriller. Think about it. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds good. Um, That's so, my next podcast. Yeah. That's a good question, but who who am I? Why did I just breeze in and tell you guys what to do and then breeze out? I don't know. I I started the Boston Podcast Network. It's pod617.com a little more than two years ago. I've always dabbled in podcasts, decided to devote full time to it, and so we host a few dozen shows on pod617.com. What we do, we produce the thing. Now, when I met the great David Goldstein, he just, he sort of saw me as a opportunistic, sort of hired gun to come in. I mean that, and I've always wanted to be a hired gun, so I I like calling myself A hey,
2: dream come true right there. For oh, wow. Well,
0: yes, that's right. That's right. Who wouldn't want to be? Yes, exactly. That and I want to emerge from a body of water with a knife in my mouth. That's the other thing. Other than that, and so I got one out of two. So he thought that I could be helpful in launching the thing because that's, you know, pretty much what we do here is we launch podcasts from everything from, you know, helping with the intro music and the, the, any voiceovers that's needed and putting in the spots and all sort of the, the technical stuff to the show conception and then distributing it and marketing it for sure. And so that's what we do. So that's what we did. And I got to say, since I'm off the payroll, I'm not getting paid to say this anymore, but (laughs) it it was a great idea for a podcast. And I'm delighted at the way it came together. When you're doing a podcast, the best ones, as we know, are are telling stories. And Mm. I was, I'm a sucker for a good team building exercise. I was a camp counselor for like six years and I probably still doing it now if it were socially acceptable. It's just, it's just fun to me to, to come up with creative ways. And so to hear these stories from all around the globe, about your colleagues, friends, contacts, and people that are passionate about team building. It was cool. It's just a great idea for a show. And so here, like I said, not even getting paid to say this right now, but go listen to all the back the episodes.
2: <laughs> it
1: is. It it is actually really fascinating. I I'll be completely honest, since we're being at the at the close of season and waiting patiently to see if the money's ever gonna come in for us to get a season two. But it's it's been an amazing treat to go from Not really even knowing what I wanted this podcast to be, to suddenly meeting Mm -hmm. all of these amazing people from all across the globe and hearing their stories and finding out how they went. For for some of them, it's a very simple story of, as a kid, I like going and doing these outdoor things with Outward Bound and other such things in, in Europe, too. This is now my livelihood and we're always coming up with and innovating new things. And then of course, I mean Melissa, you can you can chime in here. How many pants ripping episodes have we heard?
2: Oh my god. Between Pants rippings as one of the most embarrassing story and then having to literally continue or send out an assistant to go buy you a pair of pants and hope they get your size right to (laughs) animal stories of animals interrupting, depending on where in the globe you are. There's literally one of those in every episode when it's your silliest or most embarrassing or anything along those lines.
0: And sometimes both, sometimes animals with no pants. Yeah, I, they, yeah. I guess that's why the original title for the podcast was rejected and that it was your butt is showing. I, I don't know why that didn't float, but I think what well, we landed on is good as well.
1: Actually, yeah. Disney,
0: Disney wanted to
1: sue us because we, we tried to work the term Donald Ducking into it. <laughs> and we, we can't go against the Great Empire.
2: Mm. No, mm.
0: You know, you mentioned, Rich, um, being renewed for a, a season two. Now I, I feel like I'm a Netflix personality, which is exciting. But if I'm not, if that was quasi serious, I, I wasn't sure. But I imagine there are still a, a ton more stories out there to tell. And also there are probably a lot different ways to go with this podcast. You could be entertaining. You could be instructive and, and everything in between.
1: Yeah, that very true. I mean, we have we still have so many people who are part of the Catalyst Network who were kind enough to come and join us and talk about not only their personal experiences in the industry, but also their point of view culturally from where they're coming from. So there's still hundreds of people out there just to talk to about that, but not wanting to get into the same thing over and over and over again. We also had the idea of starting to talk to maybe some of the clients that have made use of a team building industry and what what their experience was like and would they come back and do it again?
2: We are also looking at hopefully talking to some facilitators on the international scale, not just some of our local ones that like we did for this past season with Paul Durot and Stuart Downey, who are some of our lead facilitators here in the Boston area, but looking at getting those facilitators that speak those multiple languages. For example, when we were speaking to Stuart Harris. From Hong Kong, he has staff that speaks English, Mandarin, Cantonese, and Japanese, Mm -hmm. all on staff in order to accommodate who comes to his events. Yeah,
1: it's fascinating stuff. The stories are out there. We just got to go find them. And of course, there are other industries where teamwork is an important part of their field. And the idea of reaching out and trying to talk to some of them. Of course, we've got to get some momentum going on the podcast. So if I can ask everybody who's listening within the sound of my voice, you know, go ahead and like and subscribe and do all the things and give us that five-star rating and leave us a kind little review. And if you don't have a kind review to live, you know, shut up. It's fine.
0: Relax. <laughs> yeah, and if you do, you never know. You could be mentioned in season two. You could get a yeah. shout-out, and which which would be nice. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool to hear more of the stories, just more of the stuff. The The companies that you work with, I imagine a lot of times their favorite day of the year was the day they worked with one of your team-building Teams. That's really hard to say, but I'm working on it. <laughs> getting better at it. But um and so you know, there are and there are scavenger hunts and there are, you know, all kinds of wacky game shows that have been put on. And to, to hear the experience and how it helped. Rich Amelis, actually, I'm I'm wondering, you, you got I feel like you got into a fair amount of discussion about virtual team building. But I think that's probably what's what on everybody's minds. And the more I hear about it, we're actually developing some stuff here at pod six, one, seven. I did not pay for this promotion, but I'm saying <laughs> um, we, <laughs> to certain that no, it's vague enough that it won't sound salesy, but we're, we're developing actual products that that'll be sort of akin to live podcasts that you can do with a group. And so huh. it'll maybe be part podcast, part game show, part fun, because I think now people are starting to realize that the big meetings. I don't want to throw cold water on the idea of team building um, in person, before, because it, it'll come back, but it could be a while. You know, I was talking, yeah, I interview, yeah. interviewing somebody who was the president of a bank yesterday. And she said that, you know, they have had discussions that they may not come back full bore until there's a vaccine. Right, this, right. And that could be a year from now, right? right? So is there more of those stories to be told the way that we can still do a lot of these things virtually? I'm sure that there so. are. Go ahead, Melissa.
2: Uh, No, I think there really is, uh, because a lot of people who are in the live events industry, before we started this podcast, my main focus was producing theater events, doing the Clue Lives, uh, Murder Mysteries, and so we have had to stop it all. We cannot do anything, and even with the phased reopening, we're still, with the new guidelines that have just been released, we're still not looking at live events for some time, possibly not until the end of 2021.
0: Yeah, so that's oh, quite wait. a
2: long time. Yeah.
0: People are really saying that. Yeah, holy because sheesh. wow, we well,
2: in Massachusetts we might not be open until phase four, and that's not starting until there's vaccine or a proven therapy that works. Right. Yeah. So that's that's quite a long time, but a lot of these companies that do team building for their bread and butter, they pivoted so quickly and that's a word that I now hate is that everyone's like well what did you pivot to (laughs) (laughs) but they made that change so quickly to offer really different and unique events and trying to get that same experience of the team building that you get live than when um, you're doing it on the computer in your homes
0: I just want to say as an aside I I just I'm fascinated by the idea that that you know, they're working on this vaccine. I'm sure the smartest people in the world are working on it. It's, it's just a little odd to me that we, we have no idea what's going to happen. So I picture people that look like Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting just like staring down at these. <laughs> if I were, if I worked in that room, see, if I worked in that room doing anything, even if I was just like the, you know, the guy fetching coffee. Uh, once a day, I would like look down at a piece of paper and scream, I've got it. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Nope. That's not it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can
1: I, how, how Are you born and bred in Boston, Dave?
0: Yes sir. Yeah, um, you can gosh. tell because
1: you think Matt Damon is the height of smart-looking people. That's that's a specifically I, I, Boston thing. By the way, tra- all love and support to, to Matt Damon.
0: Are you trying to <laughs> tell me that that Matt Damon is not smart? Well, he's got a he, Matt Damon's wicked smart, okay? I can fr- see it in his eyes. I'm
1: originally from Philly and if Will Smith isn't the hero in a movie, I don't know what the movie's about. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> he's, he's pretty damn smart too. And <laughs> And Matt Damon can't rap, so there you go.
1: That's very true. That's true. true. Well, I'm sure he could, given enough time, though.
0: Uh, I guess. (laughs) All
1: right, guys, let me take a a quick break. If you don't mind, let me take a quick break here. Because we do need to take a second to give some love. And I want to tell all of you about a company that I am very proud to be a part of, Team Bonding. Team Bonding was founded over 20 years ago with one simple question. How can employees have a great time while fostering strong, authentic bonds between people who work together? They've created a catalog of innovative events using the power of play as a learning tool and tapping into the correlation of work and play. From scavenger hunts to Jeopardy and so much more, the team bonding of activities, both live, virtual and hybrid, maximizes the impact of team building with accent on fun. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Team Bonding when you want seriously fun results.
0: That was a fantastic live read. Rich.
1: Well, there's some editing I already know that I have to do with
2: this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll be more mindful of time.
1: <laughs> no, that's like, chatting, yeah, I I know, went, oh. I know, I looked at the clock and I went, Melissa's not telling me it's
0: time to go do a live read. I better do a live read. <laughs> sorry, I was rambling. It's a podcast and that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: fine.
1: Mm. Yeah, do not sweat it. But let, let's talk about some of that mechanics, Dave, of live reads and podcasting itself. Yeah. Because a lot of this, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know when we first came on board and suddenly people were throwing words at me like live read. How do you think we did as someone who does this professionally? What's your honest opinion from the beginning to the end? Because you were with us pretty much all along the way.
0: Well, you nailed it. And I'm not just saying that because you're my friends, but <laughs> you, 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 I mean, it, it doesn't. I mean, people in the podcasting industry can sound like they know all the rules. But the fact of the matter is there aren't really rules. There are guidelines. And there are things that develop. Like you say, the live read is one that you just did. And I kind of make fun of it because it's it's supposed to be the ad that doesn't sound like an ad. That's just what right. it is. And they're effective. They're actually nothing new. I mean, they've been done in radio for eons, I'm sure. But it just so happens that podcasting adopted it as the official way to get the word out. And it works because a, a podcast <laughs> is designed to be a conversation. It's designed to be like listening in on two people chatting. Mm-hmm. And so it, there is admittedly a bit of manipulation, but it's, it's just like, Rich, uh, thank you for telling me about your dad's experience in V. Vietnam. It reminds me about Squarespace. <laughs> service. It's like what? Like what just happened? And before before you know it, you've you've tricked the the listener into into list into you know uh, hearing about this product or whatever. But it's good. I mean, you know the, the there there are things like the Lives Read. There's certain editing, but the fact of the matter is, you guys both came armed with what you need and one To me, it's being uh, a good listener, being a conversationalist, being you have to be someone that can put together a sentence, but as i stumble through a sentence here um, but but really it's those skills that I imagine Melissa, you have honed in in theater, whether on the stage or behind the stage or whatever you say side stage. And and Rich, you as well. We 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 you, we've sort of joked about this, but there's that rule in improv: yes and. You know, someone comes up with a funny. You know, says, "Hey, I, I just um, did a pack of horses just go through here," and then the next person comes on stage, and they better say yes. They better say yes, and <laughs> and also the elephants were right behind him, or something. The geez, worst improv skit ever. I just invented. Thank you, but um, <laughs> but but. but you get the point, right? And that is to me the key of podcasting. What what is the key to being a good conversationalist? You know, we know one yeah. when we see one, but it's it's seldom deconstructed. I'm curious to hear what you guys think as to whether your the, the improv chops actually help in developing that cool natural conversation that you want on a podcast. Most definitely.
2: I, I think it gives the kind of not exactly fearless, but it, it takes down that filter that a lot of people have in those public speaking engagements that they're terrified of. There's a reason there's public fear speaking because people don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I know with me, I don't have that fear. Yes. I'm going to say the wrong thing. And go. Well, sorry about that. Sorry. We'll move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, But you're right. And it's, it's, you know, there was a, an improv troupe at my college called without a net. I'm sure there are a zillion of them called without a yeah. net, but, but no, what, that's a what's good the matter name. with a net? Is she Okay. <laughs> was
1: there a reason she couldn't show up
0: <laughs> and that. Uh she went to idaho idaho alaska i I don't know i I, I, I suck at improv you can be good at podcasting and suck at improv but um without a net meaning there's no script there's nothing to fall back on and part of that is really runs through the the spirit of a good podcast and by that i mean you don't know where the conversation is going to go you have to you have to trust you sort of trust yourself and trust your guest that this is going someplace good and so if you know i tell a story about how there was a legendary sports radio guy eddie andelman in boston who almost invented the medium here in this city. And I say that because I'm about to tell a story why he sucked as an interviewer. This guy is interviewing the great Ted Williams, obviously years ago before Ted passed away. Sure. And he's, he's just doing kind of a general check-in with Ted, the veteran. And what are you up to these days? And, Oh, I heard you're in the fishing hall of fame. And so Eddie says to Ted, what do you think of this year's edition of the Red Sox? And he says, well, Eddie, a few good bats, a few good arms, but let me tell you, they've got a secret weapon. And Eddie Annaman, I kid you not says, well, that's great, Ted. So let's talk a little bit about fishing. And it's like, as the listener, and as the listener I'm like, he just said the greatest hitter of all time just said our team has a secret weapon, and you didn't ask him what it was. So it's it's you you got to notice those little forks in the road, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and Rich, I imagine that happened a lot because you're you're talking to a lot of colorful people and so yes. you know you didn't know that story was going to come up about the iguana or the sloth what was it i can't remember what exotic animal it was it was a sloth, it was a sloth. <laughs> Yep.
1: and the and the the other the other my favorite is the attacking uh, uh not hippo rhino was it hippo or rhino no it
2: was a hippo the hippo
1: the attacking hippo that's always mm. a hippo. But yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of those moments where I have this little notepad that I have kept. After I did my first two interviews, I suddenly realized, yeah, I can follow a natural conversation. That's something that I'm skilled enough to do. But there are things there in the middle of someone talking I want to remember to go back to. So I have this scratch pad that is furiously now full yeah. over the over the few weeks of us recording over and over and over again. It is just furiously full of questions and one word sentences or one word little comments that are underlined three times because I have to remember that that's something I want to get back to. And it's always funny because when I first meet the guest, uh, when they first come on the Zoom call, I, I'm always very excited to meet them and I thank them for coming on, of course and i'm like you might remember that melissa sent you a list of questions that we're probably going to go over just something to help you as a guideline for what the show's going to be and they nod yes and they're very they're like very thankful that we sent it to them like now you can just throw that out because i'm not married to that at all i'm going <laughs> to actually talk to you and we're going to talk to each other and it's going to be two people from the same industry just telling stories and sharing time and they i will either get people go oh okay good 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 or i will get people go wait what but I have answers. I had one guest hold up his sheet where he had Bubble. printed out the questions and written in his answers to what those questions. It was questions...
2: like one of those high school tests that you have with the blue box. It was neat. It was like, oh, yeah. And it, was, <laughs> and it was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But the reason why we came up with the guide is because... I would say more than half of our guests are English is their second language right. and to speak to someone that is not in their native language, I just wanted to have them have a little bit of something and their English was amazing.
1: Better than mine.
2: Yeah and I'm from <laughs> and I'm from English.
1: <laughs> <laughs> english me? is your
2: first language
1: <laughs> sorry what i didn't follow anything you just said what? me be exactly. english
0: <laughs> yo, yo soy english yes um yeah and that's that that's a great approach and obviously you know some people will want the comfort of having those questions and i would yeah. imagine certainly if english is your second language But the 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 danger of sending other questions is you get some people think oh podcast you've got rich you've got a fancy microphone there I can see (laughs) and it's like I'm being it's this this is the closest I'll get to being interviewed by Tom Brokaw and so I'm going to answer as such and that that I think you guys would agree is is not the road you want to go down I actually interviewed on, on my podcast I interviewed a doctor. Uh, there's a documentary out now on Netflix called Lennox Hill, which is excellent, by the way, about the hospital and just follows kind of the real life day to day of neurosurgeons. One of these dudes mm. happens to be my fraternity brother. I'm watching Netflix. I'm going, hey, crap, I know that guy. What the hell? What's he doing on Netflix? <laughs> so um, I had him on my podcast. And unfortunately, I couldn't get him to like break down and tell any of the old fraternity stories because he's been coached up and paused up by a PR team and maybe some people on Netflix. Who knows? And it wasn't a bad interview. But, you know, I I don't want someone to be, you know, like, you know, name, rank, and serial number, and yes, and yes, Rich, this this has been an effective way to build teams. No, you want to hear, oh, that reminds me of the time when I split my pants because, you know. (laughs) There there were a couple of there are a
1: couple of those. And hopefully I added them together so they don't sound like that anymore. But there were a couple (laughs) of those where in the very beginnings of the interview, we did have those people who were yes. And thank you for having me. And here I am. And this is what I do. And this is and as but as soon as I asked them a question of what's the silliest thing that ever happened to you while you were leading an event? All that goes away, and they get yeah, they get they, right yeah, back yeah, down to it.
0: Yeah. It also it also helped when you hit the whoopee cushion sound effect. Uh, Rich, I, <laughs> I mean, never did that. I am not after, a morning zoo after, guy. After, I know. I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to say after the seventh time it got a little old. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I always my fallback is if things go really awry, I I hit the Benny Hill theme. That'll, that'll always, <laughs> uh, that that always
2: you know that'll That's that'll one. It'll you were also the
0: course of you were also really showing our age
1: right now, Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got the theme to Kirby enthusiasm too so i guess that's a little bit more current
1: that's probably a little more all right give me one more second guys let me take a step away because i do want to tell everybody about b1g1 which can make your business a real force for good and i'm going to sound like this is an actual conversational thing now that dave pointed out how much this (laughs) still sounds like a commercial
0: emperor has no clothes
1: (laughs) (laughs) when you're part of b1g1 you bring new purpose meaning and relevance to your business by making giving a core of what you do Unlike conventional giving models, B1G1 helps small and medium-sized businesses achieve more social impact by embedding giving activities in their everyday business operations to create unique giving stories. Every business transaction can impact lives from just as little as one cent. So please, visit B1G1.com to get started. B1G1, business for good.
0: You know, Rich, I, I joked about the, the coziness and the folksiness of the live read, but mm-hmm. but. I have to say, if you're a podcast fan, not only do you come to expect it, but you come to actually sort of enjoy them. They're comforting. You, you know, you, you, it's like, you know, hearing, having your morning cup of coffee, you know, that live read is coming and it just kind of flows over you. One of my podcast heroes is the comedian, Adam Carolla. This has been doing the daily podcast for years. Hmm. He's in the Guinness book of world records for downloads. I saw him do a, a live show. He, he takes the show on the road and he does live podcasting and, um, Somebody from the audience shouted out live read, and, and he's like, you know, this is a live show. We don't have to do a live read. And we're like live read, live read. He goes, okay, let me tell you about the people at Geico, you know. And, and so, it's it's just it, it's part of the fabric of a podcast now. So and you didn't you do them very well, Rich? Thank you. I feel comforted. I I do have
1: <laughs> I have been told I have a certain folksy wisdom.
0: Yes, By and no I one. have a strange, sudden urge to get in touch with the people at B One G I need to do that right now.
1: If only I had, a, if only I had a business. Anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll work on that.
1: So, Melissa, let me ask you um, yes. real quick: favorite podcast? Favorite podcast memory of the show? Oh,
2: but I was going to say my favorite podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we, we did that in we did that in the, the F Zero. <laughs> this is now fav of our show. What's your favorite memory?
2: Oh God, that's. Oh, there are so many. It was yep. just being able to talk to that many people from that many different places. It was incredible. And it's so nice to know that once uh, Americans are allowed to travel again, we have a place to stay in pretty much almost any country <laughs> in the world. <laughs>
1: There are a lot of very kind people out there in the world who are like, if you guys ever come out this way, come crash on my couch. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a so 25-year-old a billionaire, and and I'm a 50-something podcaster.
2: I think one of the funny stories is it's more behind the scenes with you and me when something would go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't really <laughs> probably appropriate it's uh get it back me typing to you furiously so as not to interrupt the flow get it back get it back and get it zoom back track, chat please. has become our
1: best friend yeah it really really has Melissa was always that Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder whenever we'd be doing an interview and something not necessarily would go wrong, but the conversation might go in a way where it's like, hey, I was not expecting that to come up. Yep. And then I would just watch Melissa start frantically putting things in like, nope, edit this. That can't be done. No, nope, we can't do that. I'm like, I'll I'll make it nice. Hold on. Let me, Let me do this.
2: <laughs> The other thing is kind of also like the dead stops. We would ask them because we would always talk about charities because B1G1 is a huge part of the Catalyst Team Building Network and the work that they do. Rich would turn the conversation to, so tell me about what charities you work with. We don't work with charities. Oh, and then (laughs) it's (laughs) silent.
0: That's not a yes and. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So that's one of those. Okay, great. So let's talk about... And just try, and, go, and in my head going, I'll know exactly when this is because there'll be that huge gap, and I will just edit a few seconds before and a few seconds after, and,
0: after. and we'll that be is, fine. That, is the, that is the saving grace of the podcast. I mean, I like you, Rich, I mean, and by the way, you're listening to an edited version of this podcast, but I can tell you <laughs> this, this, there's been very little, like Rich is very good at doing this thing seamlessly and recording it live, and, and those who produce podcasts will tell you that's a dream come true because it's going to save you a lot of time in the editing. But... You do, I said without a net before, you do have a (laughs) net. If things go really terribly, just pause and say, well, it's a podcast. I'll probably cut this part out. And, um, you know, every once in a while you'll get a guest that just can't put their words together. I'm not saying any on this show, but I mean, I had editing one the other day where I think the guy said, and like seven times in a row. And, And, um, and, uh, and, um, um, and and uh, uh, yeah. and I'm pi- I'm picturing <laughs> viewers like driving off bridges. Like stop saying it. Yeah, you know? so, it's <laughs> very fixable. It's fixable. Very yeah. funny
1: story. I actually had this. Did not come up on the podcast. It it wasn't in the podcast. I edited this out. But I do need to share that there was there was a guest I had on who was very much an ummer. Oh, boy. And he was one of those ummers where it was, um becomes part of the word. So it's um, and, and, um, and, um, oh, yeah. and I, am um, and, and, and when you're <laughs> actually editing, looking at the wave file of the speech, mm-hmm. there's no differentiation between the um and the word. So some yeah. of those had to make it in. I couldn't not have them come in. But the funniest part was he stops mid-sentence during answering one of my questions and starts laughing and I'm like what did I miss what just happened he goes my partner is literally standing on the other side of the room going um um no um way. every time he i do it
2: something on the desk and said <laughs> in a, yeah. the-
1: stop um, going
0: um saying- yeah I, I at one point um was my crutch too i think it, i've i've replaced it with and which is really no better except it, at least it, <laughs> it, at least it's a word but at one point, I actually had you keep a notepad, Rich, which yep. which I was going to advise. Don't let that fall into the wrong hands because someone will think it's the <laughs> it's the ramblings of a madman, and the the men in the white suits will be coming to get you. The same would occur That's for me. My, I have a mini whiteboard that I keep in it so I can scratch. But it, it looks like it you know it looks like part you know recipe for manicotti and part like Unabomber manifesto. But it's but sometimes I write um with the with the line through it and just keep looking at it because that is something that you it's like anything else people say well, on the occasions where I get compliments. Hey, you're very good. You're very natural at this. That's nice to say, but really it's like anything else. It's, it's reps. It's you yeah. actually, you actually hone your skill by doing it over and over and over again. So it's like, you know, hitting a golf ball, which I suck at as well. But anyway, but, and <laughs> have you found that rich? Did you, have you, I'm curious, did you found that your start, you were doing things differently on show number 15 than you were on show number one? Oh, absolutely. Yes.
1: There are moments where as I'm editing things together, like I would be editing a show that was two weeks ago and editing another show that was from, from the day before just from the order that we had decided we wanted to promote them in. Mm. And as I'm listening to myself, I'm going, my God, what happened in only 10 episodes Yeah, where I became a lot, sounding a lot more comfortable and a lot more involved in the conversation because I would get in the very beginning, I will admit this, especially my first interview with Mr. Guy Baker, who is a, who's a lovely man. What a talker. Mm. You you ask that guy to tell you a story and suddenly it's, it's war and peace. And you didn't realize that that was what was happening. But again, loved everything he was saying was enraptured with, with every iota that was coming out of him. Mm. And I found myself listening to him. I'm barely in that show. (laughs) Thank God for the live reads. No one would remember that I was part of the show. If not for that, it was the guy Baker episode.
0: Wasn't that the highest rated show so far? So sorry. That's a joke. Jeez. <laughs> Rough room. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, rest Don't in peace, not, Bob I've done that
1: In the history of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but David, let me ask you. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been? How long have you been doing this?
0: I've been doing. The, the, Not my, this episode. <laughs> it feels like years, Rich. I've been doing my own podcasts for I don't know. The, the, I'm, I just I just hit 300 episodes. I know nice. that. Yeah, I know that because I just discovered that Apple Podcasts actually will start deleting your oldest episodes as soon as you hit 300. Thanks a lot, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until I got up to 300. So um, little so, known
2: fact. Yeah. So been
0: doing been doing that for years been producing podcasts here at pod 617 for the uh two and a half years or so and um what's what's cool about this this industry and this practice is podcasts aren't going away and i don't say that because they're wildly popular they are but i say that because they're really just for them to go away would be like I don't know, phone calls going away. Like it's not, it's not so much like, it's not like a genre of entertainment, like, not like reality shows. It's not just the true crime stories. It can really be whatever you want it to be. It can be educational. It can be, you know, you can design it that you want just 12 people to listen. You can design. It so you want 12 million people to listen. I mean, good luck with that. But, and so it's, it's this, this mode, it's this wonderfully unique mode of, media and communication and marketing it's a floor wax and a dessert topping as i say all the time so that, but that's but that's what's cool about it and i don't know if i answered your question but it's a podcast I, right yeah so <laughs> um no i
1: i just want to say i gotta ask with all the experience you've had do you find that you hate your own voice <laughs> i have been because you spend so much more time editing than you do talking to people and well, I cannot tell you how sick I am of hearing myself.
0: Yes and no. I mean, some sometimes I guess I hate my voice. I love my microphones. I've always been a microphone guy. <laughs> You know, you remember to date to date ourselves again. You must remember, Mister Microphone, right? Mister Microphone was this toy that they sold, where it was just a it looked like a. Hey, they
1: good looking. I'll be back to pick up later. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, the ad inexplicably featured a, a guy like um, emerging from a convertible car talking to some. <laughs> hot chick on the side of the road and saying, hey, good looking, we'll be back to pick you up later. And the, his voice is emanating from the radio in the car because that was the what the toy was. You could tune into radio and talk and your voice would come out of the radio. Oh, man, I love that thing. I wanted to carry the, that thing around <laughs> wherever I go. So I, I like my toys. It's, it's not even so much my voice. It's that I, I do hate when I screw up and I do hate when... I think of something that I should have said. There there oh, yeah. there are moments when the Dave who recorded a podcast a month ago is saying What's the name of that guy who used to be the governor of Georgia? And meanwhile, the day, the present Dave knows who it is. And I'm screaming at myself, you idiot. How could you have forgotten that? But I'm getting old and it happens. So podcasting is like anything else. It, it has its share of regrets. And the other thing though, Rich, I wonder if you do this. Sometimes I'm listening to a podcast. It's an exchange between me and another person and they say something. And in my head, I already know what I'm about to say. Not because I remember saying it. It's just because that's what I would say in this... It's a really right. cr- creepy self reflective thing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really, really is. You find out so much more about yourself. When you don't realize you're going to be listening to yourself weeks later.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's 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 strange, and it it's also that time shifting thing. That's what podcasts are all about. I mean, most podcasts, like the ones on on this show, are evergreen. I mean, these things will be listenable for years into the future because we're not talking about you know current events per se. Sometimes I say to my guests, you know, you're talking to people in the future right now. And they say, what do you mean? So, well, this, this, you know, the, so if you told them the lottery tickets, you know, they could go buy the lottery because, you know, you're talking to them in the future. No, actually, it's the other way around. Anyway, it's this time shifting thing. And we live in a, We live in a time shifting world now. Right. I mean, on demand. I mean, you know, when we're watching something on Netflix, I want all 12 episodes. I don't want to have one wait till next week. Who does that anymore? That's so, that's that's so, so old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> that's so 2009.
1: Oh. <laughs> Yeah. All right, gang. We're, we're getting just about to the end of this. We don't want to take up too much more of your time, my listeners out there. But when we did an episode zero, it's important to remember, for those who didn't actually hear it or don't remember it because that was so long ago, please feel free to go and jump back and listen to that, where David actually had Melissa and I do my speed round, Ooh. which is, of course, when we force our guests to actually answer a series of questions within 60 seconds, trying to get as many questions done as they can. But now... I get to actually torture Dave. Oh, no. He's going to go solo. Unprepared. Through the speed round. You're not supposed to be prepared. That's the whole
0: point. I know, (laughs) I know. Tables are turning. (laughs) All right, David Yaz, if you're ready. I am. Let's begin. What's your name? Dave.
1: Who was your favorite teacher?
0: Uh, Mr. Connolly back at Milton Academy taught me how to love poetry. And that sounds creepy, but it wasn't.
1: Which would you rather be attractive, a genius or famous?
0: <laughs> what happens if I'm all three? Oh, um, uh, uh, geez, I'll take I guess I'll take genius. I don't know. Okay. I want all of them. Who's your favorite musician? Um, I'll go with Billy Joel as, as sort of predictable as that may be. Billy's my boy.
1: Who's your least favorite musician?
0: I've I've. Developed a newfound hatred for Lionel Richie. I do a music podcast. We've come across a lot of his old songs. They're much too drippy and sad. I've had me enough, Lionel. Sorry, Lionel.
1: What historical age would you like to live in?
0: Um, that time right before um, they stopped serving brunch at the uh, casino. <laughs> now I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll go with um the uh. Like the 50s or the 60s. It seemed like everybody was having a lot of fun. That's
1: a that's a gentleman's six for Mr. David Diaz, ladies and gentlemen. A gentleman six, meaning that was not very good at all. Uh, no, you Ooh. did fine. That was actually really well okay. done.
2: <laughs> well, our average for the speed round was 8 to 10.
1: Yep. yep. And our top was still 13. The number still to be beat. 13.
0: So that's disappointing because I was actually straining to keep my answers short, and I just couldn't. You really didn't.
2: You yeah. really, really didn't. When so, we ever had the episode where it was the 13 answers, I'm like, is he going to run out of questions? Yeah, I, that was
1: there was a brief moment of me going, nope, ask that. Nope, ask one just like that. Nope, nope, nope. OK, there it is. <laughs> um, There's also, so everyone the, the, knows if there is anybody who's actually curious about this, these questions actually come from 101 fun and interesting questions to perk up boring gatherings. So you can find that on HuffingtonPost.com. Nice. <laughs> and like I said, I edit them. I shorten them down. I try to make them simple. One or two word answers for my guests. Guys. Hey, guess what? That officially wraps up season one. Oh, say it ain't so for- I team know. building around the world. Before we say goodbye, David, please tell everybody where they can find Podcast 617 out there.
0: Yeah, well, I'll correct you. You get a gentleman six for that comment. No, it's, pod <laughs> it's pod617.com. Sorry, it's P-O-D-617.com. You can get in touch with me there. Find all kinds of bells and whistles. You can learn how to be a guest on my show. Appreciate it. It's podcast heaven. In pod, in pod we trust. Right, guys? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, Melissa, you're still
1: working in this time of COVID and every yeah. everybody has. Is there anybody you would like to send some thanks to?
2: First of all, thanks to Dave Yaz, because this would not have been as smooth as it was without his help and advice. Yeah, The emails that I would send him of like, I know this is probably a stupid question, but... <laughs> Um, and his patience in getting us through that Uh, special thank you to Dave Goldstein David Goldstein I should say not Dave two different people right Um, for him to finally after me haranguing him for two years (laughs) to let me do this project that I have been trying to do for two years regardless of how it started and evolved I'm really pleased with how it turned out in the end the end product with what you and I were able Able to do mm. and you also because in this pipe dream when this started a couple of years ago sitting in the marketing office and said all right we're starting why don't we have a podcast i go through my phone and the first name i went to is rich rich is the host that we want that is 100 it sent him the message and none of this would have been possible without you too oh, also going through and helping me kind of Define what we wanted
1: to do. Fantastic. Thank you. And of course, for myself, uh, yeah, just to continue on to that, uh, please, Mr. David Goldstein, thank you very much. Everybody go to teambonding.com to learn more about his fantastic company and uh, what you can do with it. Thank you, Mr. David Yaz. You are literally the um, Atlas holding us up on your shoulders. <laughs> So that we, you made this so much easier for us to do, just by giving us a resource we can go to to answer all of our silly
0: questions. There's uh, so much. There's is, so much love in the room on the podcast. Uh, i <laughs> We're in three different rooms. I, so I know. I promised I wasn't <laughs> going to cry. It 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 truly was a labor of love. You guys are class acts, talented, fun. My kind of people. Genius. Yeah. Genius, <laughs> famous, and what was the other and one? I'm good looking. Of, yes. <laughs> now just decide which
1: one of us is which. All right. <laughs> Melissa's the Melissa's gonna get genius. I'm sorry, that's just the way that works. <laughs> so, and I do wanna of course thank everybody at Team Bonding who put their all their effort into actually making this possible. Not only setting up the website for it, giving yeah. us giving us our, our fantastic logo to taking over for us when we're going to be moving on to other things so that they can make sure that this podcast stays up and keeps moving forward. So they have been fantastic. And without them, none of this, of course, would be possible. And, of course, thanks to Mr. Todd Terrio who plays our piano music, which you'll be hearing in just a second. If you can find Mr. Todd Terrio anywhere, please do check him out. T o d d t h e r I-O-T, Todd Terrio, He's here in the Boston area and he's one of the more talented musicians I have ever had the pleasure of working
2: with. Actually, it's (laughs) T-H-E-R-A-U-L-T.
1: Ever the producer. I don't think think you're right, but I will actually edit to to whichever one is correct.
2: Thank you. (laughs) We should also thank Esther from Catalyst Network. She's the one that helped book all of these amazing guests through the Catalyst Network. So that's someone we should definitely be thanking as well.
1: Absolutely. And of course, all of my guests. Without them, this show would just be me talking for half an hour and no one wants to hear that. I have a 14-year-old who reminds me, no one wants to hear me talk for half an hour at a time. But of course, my last very special thank you goes to you, all of our listeners. Without you, again, what's the point of all of this? So thank you for listening to team building around the world. Please never forget, if you like this show, share with your friends or colleagues, and we'd always be grateful if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts and leave us that lovely, favorable review. If you don't have a favorable review to leave, I still love you. Don't worry about it. I don't. All past episodes can be found at teambonding.com. And that's been it for me, guys. On behalf of Melissa Ehlers, David Yaz, and me, Rich Rittenland. This has been Team Building Around the World. Always remember, if you're within the sound of my voice, you're on my team now, and I will always be on yours. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next time.